Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss control. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hello, friend. Hello. I was going to try to come in with like, you know, a bit of a song, but it would give away our topic at the top as if, you know. As if they don't, they can't yeah, read. The episode title alone didn't. But I was going to come in with a little Jenna Jackson. Oh, with... I've been really feeling her lately. Me too. I don't know if it was you. It was me who posted her recently. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was you it was just me i'm the only one <laughs> you did and someone else did and then and i was like yeah and then i was walking and heard um, a car went by blasting when i think of you Ugh. and like my whole neighborhood was like we maybe have hope again <laughs> like everybody was possibly like, was like dancing it was really fun and i was like man that Janet Jackson is some magic. She so is. Oh my goodness. I love me some Janet. Yeah, some vintage Janet is. Not well. into Michael. Don't at me. Don't at me. I don't want to hear it. Yes, I know he, but I don't just like. Is it the child molesting? Or is I it mean, like, it doesn't help. Music? It doesn't help. But I was mm-hmm. never like he's so hugely into his music either. Really? No. That I mean, is I, a hot take. Sorry. No, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm more like, like, I, I'm not that into the Beatles and people lose their minds when I say that. So yeah. I'm more connecting with you as someone who like you say it and people are like, what? And you're yeah. like, I mean, he definitely like, uh, listen, he's a sad guy clearly, but he did freak me out. So I, I stayed away for that reason. But yeah. I, I mean, there are some songs that I'm like, yeah, this is a fucking amazing song, but for the most part, not, yeah, not huge on Michael, but love me some Janet. Yeah, interesting. You prefer the other sib. I do. So we're talking today about Control Jackson Five. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very niche specialized <laughs> episode. Uh, that yes, will be you three asked, minutes. Nobody asked, and so you are receiving. That is really funny. But part of why I did want to sing Janet Jackson is that today we are talking about control, which man it feels like it's like never been more relevant in a way issues of control coming up a lot here there everywhere but our definition coming today from oxford languages the power to influence or direct people's behavior or the course of events our example the whole operation that's under the control of a production manager to a group or individual used as a standard of comparison for checking the results of a survey or experiment. They saw first place my mind went. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, literally, as I read it, it was like, oh yeah. You know, like a control group. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, that's a thing. Thanks. I, yeah. You know? uh, I'm I'm yeah. sorry. I'm 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 just busy thinking about bands on our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> A group or individual used as a control of comparison for checking the results of a survey or experiment. They saw no difference between the cancer patients and the controls. Verb. Determine the behavior or supervise the running of. He was appointed to control the company's marketing strategy. Take into account an extraneous factor that might affect results when performing an experiment. No attempt was made to control for variation. So we have the noun and the verb there. And then... 
I was curious, there's the APA Dictionary of Psychology, the American Psychological Association, and control was authority, power, or influence over events, behaviors, situations, or people. Researchers have hypothesized a need for control, and they also distinguish between primary control and secondary control. So it's pretty much lining up with what Oxford believes. When control comes up, What's the first thing you think about? Well, I said, are we going to talk about cults today? So I guess that's one of the things I think about. Yeah, which I thought was like super interesting. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about cults lately because, you know, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them always, I guess, but there's certainly a lot of that cult mentality seeping into everyday existence nowadays that I feel it's ever present. And I'm fascinated with. And I know maybe this is kind of like when you talk to your therapist and you're like, people in denial, they must know. (laughs) I'm like, but do you want to be controlled? Like this, did you see the stupid Trump video I posted about people saying they weren't in a cult and then they described a cult? (laughs) It's so good. No, that's always my favorite. They're like, we just believe anything that comes out of his mouth. He could literally say anything and, and they're literally head to toe in Trump stuff. And they're like, we'll believe anything he says. We don't care what he says. We don't, we will always support him. And the guy's like, yeah, that (laughs) what you're describing, dear one. But I control, I think of that. I think of um, men um, controlling, trying to control women or people, you know, I think of white men specifically trying to control anyone who's not one of them. And what else do I think of? Controlling relationships. I think of be- yeah, controlling that's behavior. Big... Mm-hmm. That's where my mind goes, all of those places. Yeah. It's so interesting because like, I think there's, I mean, I guess all control is, or I think most control is probably negative, but I find it really interesting. Like, where the intention is coming from seems to really decide what level of a bad it is in the sense of I, when I was sort of unpacking a bunch of stuff in therapy many moons ago, I had to look at my own control shit, you know? And when I started to really understand that often people, you know, who have any kind of trauma often become very controlling, you know, that it is, it comes from a, uh, like often the desire to control can come because uncertainty feels really threatening and scary, Mm -hmm. you know? And I know for me, it was like, I built this life that was so much about control. Like I was producing, which is a lot about controlling what's going on, you know, like, and, and it's like, you're doing it from a place of you're trying to control things in order to guarantee your result but you're still controlling, you know, you're still doing shit. And then how it had like transferred into my personal life and stuff. Cause it was like this way I was trying to like minimize any and all variables. And I remember it being explained to me like so vividly when my therapist was like, you can spend your energy on trying to like control everything and make the world sort of like meet your need for safety, or you can learn how to feel inside and then you won't care so much about the world and you, you won't feel the need. It won't feel so threatening to you. And I was like, 
That sounds pretty good. Like, sure. Like, where do, where do yeah. I sign? Is, is this like a workshop? Like, is, how, there, how a, we, is there a pill? Is there like, a book? Like, how there... are gonna, like, sometimes you give me pamphlets or homework. Like, am, do I get a worksheet with this? You know, Christina? But, um, and I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense, you know? And then I've thought about it a lot because, like, that was so my association with it. And, when I think about cults and I think about like the Republican party and how it's turning into a cult more and more, it feels like, and it's, I get the appeal when like so, I think so many people, especially in the U S feel the lack of any agency and they feel forgotten. They don't, they don't feel heard. And I'm not saying whether or not they're right. You know, like I don't, if, if you're a racist white man sitting on your farm and you feel unheard, I don't care. Like, I'll just be honest. I don't yeah. care. If you you're know? listening, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like figure it out, you know, like, but it is, but then I'm like, well, shit, we kind of have to care about that guy because that lack of care makes him so susceptible to people who are like, I'll make you feel heard. I'll look at like, that's tr Trump just gave us this masterclass on how to like control and, and, and get an end result in but a way. My like, question is when I drive by houses that I, that have Trump signs and stuff and I'm like, how has your life changed? in any way, shape, or form, how does your life change in any way, shape, or form? Like, it's just not it, there. He, it can't, it, it can't, it can't have, hang on one second. Jesus Christ. Is this guy really choosing to do work right now? Hang on. I'm going to fucking kill somebody. I can't hear anything. Okay. If, I mean, if that helps. Let me see if I can hear it. Okay. Sorry. Let me go back to what I was saying. You can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder what they think they've gotten from the past couple of years like what what have they yeah. what how has their life changed how i think it's you know when i don't I don't remember exactly what you said, even though it was only like nine minutes ago, but when you were like, what's the appeal of that? You know, I think if, if you, if you're not educated, if you're not, if, if, if you don't have resources, if you don't like, I think that control feels like care and that becomes appealing like regardless of whether or not i mean some people i think had some t some tax incentives and things like that like i think some people unfortunately did benefit from trump yeah. and uh, his policies which i mean i want people to benefit but also i don't want trump to have any have had any positive effects so tricky there but i also think it's more that some people i know for myself i don't i i doubt you have because your your rebellious spirit is so much like bolder than mine whereas mine is much sneakier that at times control felt like care to me oh it, yeah no it, for sure i mean it feels like care for me to me like when i control <laughs> <laughs> when i am controlling me i feel when very careful I, 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 it's me. like <laughs> I, uh, it's it's i'm really trying to break this shit down okay because i'm like nina this is you're not loving on yourself like you think you are okay you're being a control i can feel it in my body i can feel the tension i can feel myself like clamp like clamping yes. down on it you know and i and i'm like does this feel good does this feel good yes. no yeah. it doesn't so maybe if you 
you know, sometimes we get in the car and we'll be going somewhere. I'm like, trying, like, how do I possibly control this situation? So I know that we get from point A to point B safely. And like, I'm like, just, just relax your body, you know, just like be in the moment. There's, it, it really does though feel like that. I, I, I do understand from that standpoint why people feel so drawn to him or like cults of, of any kind, because how do we all get in abusive relationships? You know, I mean, Stockholm syndrome, like that's a thing. Yeah. And so I remember being with men and I was actually just talking to a friend of mine today about this, who I was asking her if she'd ever been in love and she, yeah. <laughs> you with the chill questions. <laughs> I don't, I don't have those questions. That's why, that's why I've lost so many friends. Yeah, and I'm okay I, with that. Because, yeah, I'm like their laws. Yeah, because I'm like they if they don't want to talk about all the stuff all the time, and I'm not you know annoying about it, but I just I don't not know how all. to have small talk. I just don't. Yeah, it's not in my it's not in my DNA. But we were talking about that, and I said, you know, there are people that I've been in relationship with that it's easy to write off as you know abusive. Was it sure mutually absolutely and a toxic of course, but was there zero love there? It's hard for me to gauge that. Like, really? Mm. Am I in love with them? Was I in love with them? Probably not. But it's, it's, it gets confusing because you do feel when I remember dating this guy who was very controlling and he, and I hated him, but I also felt weird, like this weird sense of he cares, you know, and he didn't, yeah. but he did. It's just so bizarre. It's, there's no, like, it's not black and white. I disagree. I, I don't it think is. it is. I don't think it is. I, well, I don't think that it's, I, I don't think it's black and white, but I think if there, uh, um, uh, something I really liked about, um, Bell Hooks, All About Love is she's about that book too. <laughs> like if, if, you know, if we're defining love as like, the commitment and upholding of someone's like spiritual, like she has this whole um, definition. Then she's like, we can't, she, she brings up, a, she's talking about in the context of a family, you know, and she's like, it's painful to realize like you're, family of origin like that wasn't love you may have experienced care affection things like mm. that but if there was abuse then it wasn't love you know so that's why i'm like i disagree because no it's like, i get it finding something a certain way yeah. but i agree with you that in the moment it's it's really murky and unclear like but you don't know that that's what's happening I feel like I did know what was happening, but I also not as clearly as I do now, but it's strange because I look back and there was a period where I'm like, oh my God, that was like the worst thing of all time. Can't I mean, there, it's just this one person, like other mm -hmm. relationships, it's very clear that that was not love, you know, but this one yeah. person, the way things happen and just knowing like where he came from and how, you know, it doesn't excuse any of it. And it was incredibly unhealthy. And I would not advise getting into a relationship like that to anyone at any time. I mean, he doesn't even, he's not even on the planet anymore because he took his life. So it's just, it was yeah. just very layered. And maybe that's part of why I'm like, I, I did have love for this person 100%. Like, I know I did. Was it, and I know he had love for me. Was it love? Maybe not, but we definitely had love for each other. Yeah. I also think sometimes like 
does it, does it matter? You know, like if somebody was significant or had impact or what, you know, like I think sometimes we get hung up on certain things and mm. it's like, it does like, especially too, for someone who's like not even alive anymore, that it's like, it doesn't, the, the, was it or wasn't it is less important than just like, it had great significance to you. You know, like this was someone who was impactful. Like, I think sometimes like we get mired down in like our validating or was it this or was it that? And it's like, you know, I think maybe what you're talking about is like, you knew at the time it maybe wasn't healthy love, you know, that that's what you feel, but that doesn't mean it wasn't. But this is where I think it's like, rules are like a good way to guide ourselves but they can't we can't like live and die by it you know because it's like that's just not how life or human beings played out but you know what something i did google out of curiosity was examples of controlling behavior because you know like we know it when i think generally we know it when we feel it but i was like curious what somebody would list as it so this is from mind body green um how to spot controlling people 13 behaviors to look for and i would say most of it is like what you would expect calling all the shots simply put controlling behavior um, can look very basically like controlling all the decision making in the relationship romantic or non this can include you know where to go out to eat what to order all that sort of stuff disrespecting privacy and boundaries which i thought was interesting because boundaries Mm. make sense but i thought the disrespecting privacy was like a nice add-on to have in this conversation agreed whether a parent a friend or a partner disrespecting someone else's boundaries and privacy is a controlling behavior um constant checking in there's nothing wrong checking in with someone while they're out from time to time but if it's incessant or seems increasingly agitated that's a sign they're coming from a controlling place oh yeah Um, oh yeah where are you? What are you doing now with who? Yep. Yep. She's like, for example, she says, if you're out to dinner with your friends and your partner keeps texting, where are you? Who are you with? Send me a picture so I can see you. That's definitely controlling. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's yeah. crazy. But don't you feel like if you told your girlfriends that are like, you know, if you were younger, they might be like, that's psycho, but like, that's where it might end or so. I don't know. Uh, the, the, the newer generation is, like infinite well, like what I about them <laughs> oh my god they're very I don't know what they're, they're dating or who I mean I don't know who they're dating what their dating's like I don't I don't so I can't woke that I don't know if any of them leave their homes like they're so like do they do they I wonder if they're in healthy relationships I mean they're kind I have of like no idea like it maybe depends I, I I mean they blow my mind in terms of their like way uh, maybe self-expression and confidence in the way that they're like that's a behavior that i don't accept and doesn't align with my values and i'm yeah, like, like what like to their boss yeah that too like, off um, mic i have to tell you a funny story in regards to that but okay picking unnecessary fights picking fights seemingly out of nowhere can also be a control tactic because to a controlling person negative attention is better than no attention i used to do i used to do that for sure. It's because of their end of abandonment issues and insecure attachment, mm-hmm. baby mm-hmm. Nina. <laughs> yes. Check, 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 check. Yeah. I used to pick fights all the time. Not really. Not, oh yeah. I when, see that. I mean, I was a, I was a, not a, yeah. When I, well, yeah. because you're I could see that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
controlling spending. Uh, love to pick a fight. <laughs> controlling spending. Financial control is a very real one. This can look like dictating what's purchased, dictating a budget, and or being overly critical about another uh, person's purchases. Isolating you if someone's actively uh, seeking to isolate you from friends and family. Um, that's a surefire sign they want to control you. Guilt tripping, which I thought was really interesting. Over time, this can lead someone to doubt or at least deprioritize their own needs, which I thought was interesting. A, a and, good cousin of gaslighting. Yeah. And I mean, I think sometimes like, I don't know if you, you know, feel this way, but where it's like, you know, something's bad, but you don't know why. Like, I know guilt tripping is not a positive behavior. Like it doesn't feel good. It doesn't make me want to do something for someone, but why? Right. And when, what bucket does it go in? Totally. Yeah. And when it said like, because uh, it, 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 it's going to encourage you to doubt and deprioritize your needs. And uh, da, 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 if the thought of sharing your true feelings also makes you feel guilty, that's a sign there is control at the center of your relationship, which I thought was really interesting. Insecurity in the bedroom. Uh, this is this is kind of coming up around sex toys. A controlling partner may feel threatened or diminished by that. Uh, gaslighting. Gaslighting or making someone question their own experience by deny, denying or deflecting is another way a controlling person will try to manipulate another. Ten, doing things only so you're indebted to them, which I thought was very interesting. Another control tactic some people will use is doing nice things for others, but only so those people are indebted to them. Um, or you could do it my way um, so that you then think they won't leave you, you know, which turns <laughs> out doesn't work. Um, <laughs> who knew? Turns out not. If anyone's wondering. I was trying to control the departure. It did not work. <laughs> 11 jealousy. This lack of trust triggers their insecurities and makes their need to control you even greater. Uh, narcissism, which I'm like, oh, I love that narcissism's like a, a, the, like the little black dress of psychology. It can just sure go is. with everything, you know. Yep. Trying to grab when, it, when in doubt, <laughs> yeah. Uh, trying to grab control of everything is archetypal narcissist behavior. Cool. She explains that because narcissists are continually disappointed with the imperfect way life unfolds, they try to control it as much as possible. Fascinating. Um, and then conditional love. Conditional love is a controlling for when a parent may withhold love as a control tactic, which I found these really interesting. Like of, I would say half of it is what I would have expected and the other half wasn't or weren't things that immediately came to mind, but also like understanding some of like how it all fits together and why we're trying to avoid it was also just like fascinating to me because I think I'm someone who can have a lot of duality with control in the sense of, I don't think I'm a particularly controlling person. I generally can like, I think I know when I want to be controlling in the sense of I'll be like, I like, I want to do this or I'm, I'm more controlling. I think about create creative stuff in the sense of I'll be either be like, I have a vision or I want this this way or, or that sort of thing. I've had an issue with some friendships, I think because of healing some of my stuff where I've definitely been in relationships, both a little bit less romantic, and a little bit more friendship where I've had lots of controlling friends and oh, that's been 
Yeah. Cause I think like what's tricky is I would say half of them, I know, I, I know that it's coming, I know it's coming or I suspect it's coming from trauma or from, you know, past experiences. So I can empathize with that, but doesn't change that it doesn't feel good, you know, like. So this is kind of my question. Like you love your friends, right? Mm-hmm. But they're, you're there if they're controlling then my question is <laughs> the question for you anna is yes it you love your friends yes. despite the fact that they're they display controlling behaviors right yes so is that love not is the controlling behavior love but is there love in the friendship you see you see yeah i think to me, it's whether or not it for for me, a big thing is whether or not it can be dialogued about, you know, if I'm like, hi, like you're, you know, you're, you're being a little much or something, you know, I have a friend who I have to be aware of. She's very much given an inch takes a mile, you know, mm. and she loves to connect through sort of treating people a bit like a project and so I have to sometimes push back and be like it's not about whether or not you're right it's not about whether or not you think that would change my life or whatever you know it's about I do not want to do that and as the person who is like CEO of Anatonk Incorporated like I'm it's a no like like, what does that have to do with you like why do people like in friendships, right? I can see it a little bit more in relationships, not healthy, not approved, not signed on, not signing on to that. But when friendships, like, what do you think that does for her? Why do you think she tries to control you so that she can feel like she's the one who's going to get you to what she thinks is a better place? I think it's a power dynamic, to be honest. You know, like, I think it's, you know, I think rather than dealing with some of the harder stuff that comes in any relationship, which is just like witnessing people, it's a way to, I think it's the way she copes with her own uncertainty and the way she's like, you know, like, oh, my friend's talking about this thing and like it, you know, like it bothers her and I feel I have the solution or whatever. Like, I think it comes from a good place, you know, like often, it's whether or not when someone says that doesn't feel good to me, what, what are you choosing? Are you choosing more your desire to feel safe via control or are you choosing to hear the person who's expressing this doesn't feel good? That to me is often where, is there real love there or not? You know, like, are, are like, are you, do, are you in a friendship of like your, your childhood wounds, like to like dance together? Or is there like a real relationship there? Like if it's not a real relationship, you can't like, you can't hear people's truth and you can't like receive it in a way, you know? So that to me is like kind of my rule of thumb, if that makes sense. It does. I feel like you have such a higher threshold for that than like, I could never be friends with anybody who was controlling. Like never. I was friends with two girls when I was 13 and 14 and they were 
awful humans. One of them had like a reason to be. The other one was just Satan. But they were so controlling and awful. And actually, when I, I mean, this goes in another episode maybe, but I guess it's coming in this one. And I actually like tried to even take my own life when I was like 13 because I was so, obviously I was a child and I didn't understand like what I was really doing, but I really wanted to die. How fucking sad is that? I really wanted to die. And so much of it was obviously old pain from when I was a, a kid, like a little kid, but these girls, I'm not saying it was their fault, but they had just pushed and pushed and pushed me. And I had let myself become this version of myself I didn't recognize. And I was so stuck in, it was like, where are you going? Constantly calling my house. Like if I was friends with my old friends who were actually healthy, they would freak out. It was just so, so, so sick. And maybe it's because of that, that I'm so incredibly sensitive to any sort of bit of jealousy or control in friendships that if I see an ounce of it, I'm out. Yeah. I think because it can show up like so many different ways, but also like my mom is super controlling. She's chilled out as I've gotten older and she's worked on it, but like my mom's crazy controlling, you know, oh. and like that I, that is, it's, it's a bit, it's, uh, my conditioning started so young, you know, like that, that, that it, I think that it, it, it does feel like love to me, you know, it, and it feels very familiar. Mm. So for me, I do have to check in sometimes and be like, is this good or bad? You know, like I remember I was talking to my therapist once and we were talking as about you often like, do as I do, as I did this morning <laughs> at 10 a.m. And as I want to do, it was funny because I had, we were talking about some article that today and she's like, Oh, I've heard about that. And I was like, oh, I'm giving you homework. I was like, you have to read it. It's really good. And she's like, okay. And it's funny. Just before we started, she texted was like, this was a really good article. Like it, I'm like, oh, isn't it nice? Thank all these you, nerds, Anna. Yeah. Like all these nerds together. Like we all find each ourselves, uh, find each other, you know? But um, I was saying to her about like, I I was venting about a girlfriend who every guy she dated was the one and every dude she dated was the one. Every dude she dated had the biggest dick. Like every no. dude she dated was the best sex. Like, and it, and it was literally every single time. And it had become such a thing that like, she didn't even know. And we were like out once I was like, let me guess. And I like basically... <laughs> told her i'd hit a point and i was just like he's da 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 and she was like what and i was like you say it about every single one she's like well this and i was like if they're all it then none of them are it you know so and i she was like i just i you know like within like 10 minutes of the date i felt like i'd known him forever and like all this shit this is different and yeah and my therapist was like you know i don't always know that that's a good thing and i was like what do you mean you know and she's like, well, sometimes when someone's familiar to us, it's not for a good reason. It's because we've encountered that kind of person before. And I was like, I, I still don't quite understand. Ding and dong. she's like, you know, like if, you know, like someone with a really strong opinion or something like that, like it, it, you're picking up on the fact that it like reminds you of like your parent who's overbearing or something, you know, like it's dinging in the, in you that this is familiar. You, you know how to do this dance, but is that necessarily the dance you want to do? And I was like, 
holy shit, you know? And so now so often if I meet people and I'm like, Ooh, there's a sense of familiarity about this person. I check in around that. And I'm like, and control is a big one for me. It's very often I'm like, Oh, I'm going to have to keep an eye on this. Like it, it seems like they're, you know, coming from a place of, of controlling stuff. I mean, I'm not 13. I have the benefit of being a 40 something year old woman. So I can, I think, but this is also where I fuck myself over, where I'll be like, I'm a 40-something-year-old woman. I'll be able to determine if this is good or bad or whatever. And I don't always get it right. But generally, me being really clear in that control is often a them thing, that they want to make a you thing. Part of why I think I do that dance with a lot of people who are controlling is my lesson is learning how to stay loyal to myself before someone else and stay in my boundaries or say, I understand or like, Hey, you keep bringing this up. And I've said, I don't want to do it. Why do you keep bringing it up? You know, like it makes me rather than like just jettisoning someone or, you know, like, or getting angry or avoiding them or whatever. The One of the biggest things I learned was to like meet it with curiosity and just sort of be like, what is this about? Hmm. And it makes, it puts it on them. You know, they have, they have to figure that out because lots of times with controlling behavior, if you sort of like, if you kind of go like, Hey, like you're acting real wild about this. My mom gets crazy about Christmas, like this time of year. And you'll notice it, it we're recording right now in May Christmas, Wait, not super important, you know, and she'll just get a bee in her bonnet and like explode my phone. And I'll be like, what? And she's like, Oh, I just need to talk to you about Christmas. I'm like, you actually didn't, you just wanted to, which is different you know, but she'll do this and stuff. So if we're going to have it, what else do you need to know? Yeah. And it'll it often, she'll be like, did you want to do it here or there? And I'm like, in either one of your homes, I don't know. You tell me like, where do you want to host this? Since I won't marry someone and become the matriarch now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you halfway. You should have retired. I did not allow for that. So let's, co let's co-create this holiday together, mother, you know, but, um, that's part of like, it's actually something I've had to meet myself with a lot of kindness about, to be honest, because I have a strong personality. I have a lot of confidence. I have a strong sense of self. So why the fuck do I get so spun by people sometimes? And it is that I'm really, because I am pretty like chill in a way, I am susceptible to controlling people. It feels very yeah. familiar and loving and caring to me. And then I feel really disloyal when I start like bucking against them, like the guilt trip thing. I'm so susceptible to guilt trips and I've had to really work on that. And when I read that, I was like, oh, like self-betrayal is a big thing for me. I've been learning how to quit self-betraying and Controlling people can be really sexy and seductive in that sense. If you're like, oh my God, you're going to like tell me how to live my best life because you care about me so, so much. Like, <gasps> I must, then I must be special. You know, like it yeah. can be really seductive sometimes. Like if you're insecure about relationships, like the person you're dating being like, I want to know where you are. Like that can feel so good that I just want to like hold space for people that have, are like, ashamed maybe that that's felt good and felt yeah. like care, you know? 
No, there's a reason that people that, you know, we get roped into these types of things. Like it doesn't, it's there, there's nothing wrong with you. You just, it's something worth noticing and, and healing from because it's not healthy, sustainable, or, and you're not deserving of it. That's not what you deserve way more and better. I think there's one positive of, you know, aspect of control. I wonder what you think. Mm. And the, yeah, cause I'm like digging for one and I, I think I found it. It, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited. You and I, yeah. I, well, sit down. Well, so I think you and I, I know you and I hear a lot of people in readings who want direction or, you know, answers, but they don't necessarily want to take action sometimes, which uh-huh. is very common and human. I get it. But taking control of your own life and your own circumstances to the best of your ability is, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Is something that I think it's almost like we kind of were, we're like so enamored with like the bad boy control that we don't even notice good guy control. Yeah. <laughs> like- I would. Yeah. That's a really, really really good point. I, I, I agree. I, and that's something I've been thinking about a lot of how often we get so hung up on kind of the bad boy of whatever the issue is that we, it's not so much that we don't necessarily see the positive, but there is like, there's a choice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We don't like the choice because there's, I find people are so resistant and I was for a long time. I was just talking to someone. I can't remember about who, but anyway, it doesn't matter. You don't care. It's about when I didn't want to believe that when I had Crohn's, I my behavior had anything to do with it. So I was just in this perpetual cycle of like, Oh, I'll just go and get a four hour Remicade drip, which was essentially like chemo. I mean, it wasn't, but it, I was sitting right yeah. next to him. So it's, it's in the neighborhood. It's in the, um, I, it's in the Remicade fam. And I forget what the other one is that, yeah, our class. Yeah, you're right. You're not, you're not telling me. No, I'm a scientist. So, <laughs> and I would sit there and I would be injected with things for whatever this drip, 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 drip. And then I would leave and I would change nothing about my life. I would date bad people. I would smoke cigarettes. I would drink a lot of booze. I would wine only specifically, not that that matters, uh, but hard alcohol would have been harder on me. And I would have jobs I hated and I would come back every three weeks, not once thinking that perhaps I could change some of the behaviors and control in a positive way, the outcome of even like my day. And it just, I see that in people a lot, this denial or this just, okay, that's a great option, but what about this option, which would, which would not require me to take control of my life and move in any way. I'll just stay here. That's much better. And I get that it's scary. I'm not mocking it in any way. I just, it's, it's so interesting that we have this, this block and I see it lift from people. So after I've worked with them for a while, usually, and they'll have these aha moments, which I'm, I feel really blessed to be, uh, you know, to witness when they're like, so I changed this thing and I like took control and like something changed. And I'm like, really? (laughs) Tell me more. And I wish 
that we could kind of get it earlier as humans, but I just find it fascinating that it's very often something we want to look the other way on. I feel like at this point, I'm, I mean, of course I can be defensive about stuff, but I feel like reading for me changed so much of my relationship with like feedback or accountability or just like you just start to realize like nothing's like nothing's really a call out you know Mm. and I feel like with clients so often when it's you know for example if someone's like I'm I'm ready to find the one I'm calling in love blah 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 and I'm like cool are you dating they're like no then I'm like, okay. And they're, like, they're like, well, last month I was like traveling a lot for work. And it's like, girl, I don't give a fuck. You know, the question was just like, <laughs> are you dating or not? Like, cause uh, what I'm trying to get a read is like, how much are you participating in what yes. you desire? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to read. I don't care why. Oh, I know. It's doing. so sad when they think they're being tested. It's like you, the, nobody's yeah. scoring anything right now. And yeah, there's like, no, I, there's no bad grade here. It's just like, let's talk for real. Like, imagine if your doctor had said, hey, I want to talk a little bit about what you do outside the drip. You know, like, how are you living? What are you, what are you up to? How is your stress? Funny you should say that, though, because when I left, when I went to Mexico and I decided, at that point I was taking, like, self-injections. I don't remember Humira. Anyway, I don't care. This isn't fucking plugging drugs. But I was like, I think I'm good. Like, after a bit it became difficult to get the drug. And I'm like, I think I'm good. I think I'm going to try to go off of it altogether. And I called her obviously, cause I'm not just going to cold Turkey it. Yeah. And she said, well, I'm just concerned because nothing's changed. And I literally was like, everything has changed. Every single thing in my life has changed. So with all due respect, and you're an amazing doctor, I'm going to go for it on this one because my entire lifestyle has changed mostly. And I think that I could really do without it. And, you know, that was almost seven years ago. And I'm not here to say like any weird woo-woo shit of you can, you know, heal yourself or get the medicine, but it's somewhere in between, you know, you have a choice. And I think a lot of times, especially with chronic illness, when I heard this is chronic, my brain was like, okay, so I'm just in in this forever and that's it. Yeah. Period. I have no control over anything. I just need to be what the doctors tell me to be and go. And and it's just like, I, I kind of like gave up and I was so tired and weak and I, and I understand why people do, whether it's medical or emotional. I understand why we get so exhausted that we're like, fuck it, just somebody give me the easy way, whether that's a controlling person, whether that's just listening to doctors at face value all the time because they have, their doctors and not listening to yourself and not following your own kind of guidance. There's, I get it, but it feels so good to take control of your life to the best of your ability in a healthy way. Yeah, it really does. Like I learned, um, I had a big reminder of that when some shit went down with my family, I guess around two years ago now or a year and a half ago. And I was like, I need to recollect all the pieces of myself I've dotted around town and I need to take the reins of my life back, you know, and like figure out. Cause I think that 
like I know for me, whenever I'm trying to control something externally, it means I need to control something internally. (laughs) That like often if I get really sure that like something outside of me is the answer to my problems, it means I'm not addressing something that is within my control. Does that Mm. make sense? Yes, it does make complete sense. And so like that for me has been a real lesson of like where to take control and where you, you know, and there's some saying that's like you're a hundred percent responsible for a hundred percent of your feelings a hundred percent of the time. And I think about that a lot because I'm like, really? Or that, and I, I mean, I, that's like something they like teach people in like couples counseling so that like, you, you're not, though? Like, you know, like I know I'm already like looking for the way to get out of it. I'm like, mm. they but, hurt my feelings. So I don't know about that. Okay. When I threw that book, cause you hurt my feelings. Um, <laughs> I don't think I, that was a hundred percent my fault, but I think about that in regards to control that so often if I'm wanting to control something outside of me, like it's such a, um, it reminds me to come back to like, you can only control you. And like, that is something we don't want to look at, you know, like whether it's your example of like, you can only control you, you can't control when you're going to have a flare. You can't control like, you know, like what your medical, like you can't control any of that. Like I'm dealing with that now with my own diagnosis and stuff. And it's like, I cannot control all of that. But I know that when I was drinking a coquito latte this morning and it was delicious and it tasted like Haagen-Dazs, which had been melted, that (laughs) even though I can drink the whole thing, no one gives a shit. The coquito latte, police weren't going to show up that like there was I knew about halfway through I was like it's not in your best interest to finish this like it just you're not going to feel good I was like it's just I can just taste it it's too high sugar it's too high fat you're not going to feel good this is not the way we start our day like you're just not going to feel good you know and it's like that is in my control, you know, like that is listening to that voice and choosing for me, it's harder to choose like discipline sometimes than it is self-indulgence. And it's like, you can choose and go, there's something inside me saying, don't, don't drink the rest of this. Or you can go like, I'm baby and I'm allowed to drink whatever I want. You know, which one are you going to listen to? It's like, well, when you feel crummy later, like, (laughs) which voice do you wish you would listen to? Like not party pants McGee. Like that voice is like, I know that voice is so loud for me that I have to be like, relax party. Like it's okay. Like not everything needs, you know, to have that. Like I don't always need to be chasing the fun or whatever, but I'm curious for you. Cause I think you're really good at um, positive control. You know, like you're really good at, you know, I think controlling yourself and things like Mm. that. What do you think about relinquishing control? Oh, I'm, well, I hate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, first, number one, I got to say, I hate She's it. She's a bitch. She's um, not my favorite. You no, know, I really want to, and I think I'm getting better day by day. I, I'm not a controlling mother and I never plan to be, but I watch myself very carefully and I'm always aware of or try to be aware most of the time about spreading my stuff around so and in not a positive way. You know, I want my kid to be safe. I want like my family to be protected. I want to feel good in my body. I want other people to feel good in their bodies. 
but I, it's not, I'm not like running the show here. This is not what I say goes. And so I've just learned whether it's things I don't necessarily want him to eat. Okay. This is a perfect, really silly example. We went to a friend's the other day and she had goldfish for her kid and Milo's never seen goldfish. And he was like, what are goldfish? And there's a moment where I'm like, I'm not going to let him eat the goldfish. Like he can't eat the goldfish. And then I'm like, Nina, he's a four year old. This is a rite of passage. Let him eat the fucking goldfish. Like it's goldfish. It's fine. And my friend was like, enjoy your preservatives, children. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, to- <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, like, I'm cool. I'm cool as a cucumber. But it's these little Never things. been cooler in my life. Yeah. Woohoo. And I'm thinking, is this is this worth it? Absolutely not. And and I do that, you know, something that's helped me a lot that I would really offer to people, which is gonna sound so annoying. I'm gonna preface this by this is not a hot take. This is not something you've never heard before, but I'm going to try and remind us. My What's helped me a lot in becoming more controlled in a positive way and also releasing control is learning how to breathe properly mm. and understand that when things kick up in my body and I feel tension and I feel maybe a twinge of anxiety or I'm not breathing properly, I it's it's almost like and there's not enough oxygen getting to my brain or something and and my belly and I need to redistribute it so that I can find a little bit more calmness, a little more evenness so that I can make a decision from that place instead of the place of fear or trying to control it in a negative way. So yeah. That that's helpful, but I it I've really really worked hard to work on the positive and release a lot of the negative aspects of, of control for sure. And I do every day. I mean, it's a constant conversation I have with myself of just, and food. I've never had weird stuff with food as far as like being restrictive or anything, but I do have to be really careful about what I eat and I, and I always have to be, and I can't, and I, and I eat very well, but some of the stuff that I, that is really healthy, my body doesn't like either. So I yeah. also have to be in constant conversation about that. And that kind of sucks sometimes, <laughs> but you know, because I want to just be easy breezy a lot of the time because I'm, I, I feel like I have so many not controlling behaviors, but I'm very like, you know, I have, I, I, I have shit a little bit controlled, I think. And so when Wei's like, okay, oh, I'm going to make this for dinner. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, I really can't eat that, you know, and it's something perfectly wonderful and healthy, but I have to kind of get over that ego piece of it of like, I want to be just like cool, easy, chill girl, but I don't want to feel pain either. So, you know, I think it's day by day and just figuring out when I'm gripping too tight and for what reason. I think that that's the important part for any of it. Like if you generally, if you're trying to control things, I would invite you to ask yourself why, you know, just why, what's up? Are you scared? Is it because, you know, like to, to Nina's example about the food, like that's a, 
it's pretty it's pretty fair to want to control what you're eating so that you don't get sick or or in pain you know that's pretty normal it's like is it an anxiety about that you know like uh, all these different things i think I think sometimes we resist looking at stuff because we're we're like, oh, I've heard being controlling is bad. So I don't want to be controlling. And then it's like it stops there. And mm-hmm. it's like we're all controlling. They're, every single person on earth has a moment where they are trying to control something, you know, like like look at look at a little kid with like an animal you know like we all want to control something you know i love when toddlers want to like bend pets to their will and are like no i said sit like that's i'm like oh, oh my god like, milo literally falls lucy around she, he's like don't do that lucy don't yeah, do that i'm like she's fine <laughs> just let her like live he's like don't go there lucy don't i'm like <laughs> she's she's literally eating something don't eat that lucy like he's so he's obsessed so... with it funny um oh my god he looked she when she came over and knocked one of the palm trees of of the art installation dino piece over she was like he just looked and sighed so deeply that i got a little glimpse of what he's gonna be like as an old man oh, <laughs> it man. was like i mean he's he's no joke with that it's like yeah, he, he, he was his shit just so it was like i'm not mad at you lucy i'm disappointed yeah, like oh it god, was totally. so funny but <sighs> that don't like especially if you have a history of trauma in, you you know, in your life, like don't feel bad about it. Just look at it. Just ask yourself when you do it, where does it come up for you? Where do you either like maybe feel the desire to control or where are you susceptible to being controlled? You know, like I know for me, when I went into eating disorder recovery, like they gave me a bunch of suggestions that they don't try to control you because a big way you're trying to control life and your feelings is via food. But they were like, we recommend like these things as a part of like your healing treatment. And one of those things was like, no, no women's magazines, like n- none well, of this, are, you is know, there something unhealthy about them. Yeah, I know. Cause they're, they're so great. Um, I don't know if you realize this cause every women's magazine still needs to tell us you should be wiping from front to back. Like that's what's <laughs> still breaking news in vaginas, you know? <laughs> oh my God. That is the fucking most amazing thing I've ever heard. I are, feel like that only, I mean, I get more info fucking women's magazine. It's probably, are they probably still trying to teach us how to give blowjobs? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Like, like, it was amazing. Fuck off. It was amazing to me, though. Like you said, to your point about taking control, me deciding to take control and be more mindful of what I was allowing into my world through that lens was so illuminating for me of like, I need you. And it's like like a domino effect, don't you think? Yeah, of being controlling in this positive way of like, you know what, I'm really susceptible to those headlines that say like, lose 10 pounds, blah, or the latest in, you know, like, I'm super susceptible to this. I, it's all diet mentality. It's all negative, like, blah, 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 that like giving, like taking the control of like what I was taking in from like a media perspective was like, so illuminating to me that if I hadn't thought of like these different things of like, okay, this issue I'm dealing with, like, you know, eating disorders or disordered eating comes a lot from like a desire to control. Okay. So controls in the room. And then I went down and it helped me like figure out all this different stuff that like working with that, you know, made a lot get better for me. 
and and made a lot feel better so I would just like if 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 you're so afraid sometimes of like well I don't want to be controlling or I don't want to I think if you're not looking at that stuff it's probably leaking out other places in your life you know yeah, yeah. sometimes it's like when you grip it so tight you mm. just you you become it you know like yes. you said it just you you may not see it and there's nothing like wrong with you for not seeing it but if you took a kind gentle survey and I bet you people in your life might be like, well, in this area, there might be some control things happening because we just, we can't run from our shit, whatever it is, right? Control is going to happen. We're human beings. We're going to try to, to be safe and feel safe in some way or, or control. And if it's not positive, it can, you know, easily become negative. And I think it's not just that simple, but I do believe that it, there's a domino effect of, when you start to create your environment and take it really seriously and treat yourself really well, then stuff starts to fall away that maybe has, you know, the negative kind of aspects where people like you, if you treat yourself really well, you have less patience for people who don't. Yeah. The more you have your own back, I think, is some of what you're saying like yeah a hundred percent the clear it is when others don't end, but like yes. seriously but seriously I think, I think about it all the time i you think about it be. all the time like, how do you, you talk know? to yourself are you like get it together bitch lose some weight or are you you know like that's probably not like doesn't feel good or like why do we feel this way or what you know it, it doesn't have to be this weird you know nerdy like conversation you can just talk yes. to you like your your best friend yeah talk to you like you you know like it, you don't have to suddenly don your like therapist hat no. you can literally i yeah, talk to myself one. yeah i'm like I, I literally talk to myself and i'm like what up with that i'm like you, that like what or like or I forget what it's called. There's a thing. It's called like self-witnessing where you also use your own name, which helps you like create distance where I'll go like, that was kind of wild, Anna. What was up with that? You know? And then I will answer myself. It's the weirdest thing I start doing that actually is effective for me. Yeah. But if I'll be like, you know, I talk to myself like that too. Yeah. And it's helped me learn how to communicate. Like I was showing Nina a bunch of creative stuff one day and I, in the email I said to her, I was like, if you hate it, it's fine, but you need to be really nice to me when you tell me that. Cause it helped me. Cause I was like, why? Cause even in my head when I was like writing or something, I felt myself like really gripping tight. And I was like, I'm, I'm trying to avoid a situation where she hurts my feelings. Not that you ever hurt my feelings. It was more on my, you know, like it, it was more my fear. You know, I was projecting a lot of shit. And then I was like, well, why don't you just be honest? Be like, it's totally fine if you don't want to do it. Cause this is a partnership, but also you, I, I'm sensitive. So be nice if you don't, you know, I'm like, that's a fair compromise. But I had to talk to myself to figure out like, what was the thing, you know, like to get myself to like release the grip. I'm like, just be honest. You're going to be sensitive about this, you know, um, yeah. which I find is also like my hot tip about control is often if you are really gripping something, just be honest. But even if that's to yourself of like, I really hope this, hope this works out or I really hope I get this or whatever. I like a worst case scenario. I'm a big fan of that. Yep. Like, what are you, what are you the most scared of? <laughs> I go, yeah, I go right for that, you know, but you know, little by little helps too. Yeah. I think 
lastly, I would just say that any body awareness is helpful, even if it's like your feet, you know, even if you, a lot, I was teaching this morning and I'm like, let's just take a minute and touch our feet just, and I'm not, again, not in like a weird way where we sit there for I love that. an hour, but f- make contact. W- w- where are you? Where are your feet on the ground? Do you, What do they feel like? Take a, take a moment to just center yourself because we say these things all the time. And I know in movement too, I'm like, find your center. And I I said this today on the recording on the membership. I said, what does that even mean? Find your center. It's, it can be breath. It can be your actual center. It can be your soul. Like there's so many centers, you know, that you, it's like, what do you, how do you define it? But coming back to this grounded, rooted place helps us to have easier, gentler conversations with ourselves. And then it's just a more fluid way to move through life and understand ourselves. And really that's the goal. You know, we can't get anywhere if we don't understand ourselves. Yeah. Good point. We truly cannot get anywhere if we don't understand ourselves. It's true. Yeah. You know, so little by little, little by little, brick by brick. (laughs) Oh, Another brick in the wall. You know, thanks for just building this house with us today. (laughs) (laughs) It was a labor of love. (laughs) Toodles. Bye. That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus.